Hello and welcome to another episode of The Kosh Cast on underthekoshblog.com and at under underscore the kosh on Twitter. My name is Alex and I'm joined by Bernie Uche. Wagwan, Alex. <laughs> Nearly said it in response, but didn't. <laughs> <laughs> Just for safety. Uh, I'm well. How are you, man? I'm, I'm, I'm very happy right now. I'm good. I'm good. Is your happiness anything to do with the Champions League? Yes. Uh, very much so. Um, it's it's like I was between a rock and a hard place. Now mm. I'm between a hard place and Real Madrid. <laughs> <laughs> what are Real Madrid these days? They're not a soft place, but they're definitely not as hard a place as others. That's for sure. Yeah, it's 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 like I'm literally backing Satan to save my life, which is a bit problematic. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> think about it, but. You know, I have to I have to go to hell in order to get through get through to heaven somehow. <laughs> well said. Um, yeah, I mean, obviously, obviously, we're talking about Real Madrid six five on aggregate against Manchester City. City absolutely buggers for a semi final Champions League loss. They love it. If there is any way they can achieve a sem- Champions League semi final loss, they will do it. Honest <laughs> to God, honest to God, I thought they'd cracked it this time. You know. 4-3 up from the first leg, which is a bit crazy. And I came into this one thinking, look, if City can just like keep this game relatively calm, keep it under control, keep hold of the ball, they'll win. And for 88 minutes, <laughs> I can't believe I'm saying this, but 88 minutes, that's pretty much exactly what they did. Got their goal and, and then just, I mean, I might as well go straight into it. Yaya Toure's agent said there was an African curse and that Pep will never win the Champions League. I'm starting to believe him. Yes, I, I 100% believe him because this is absolutely ridiculous. Like, like, the curse is to the extent, like, you're talking about the 80th minute. Like, there's a point in this match where Jack Grealish skinned, I'm, I'm guessing it was Carvajal. Yeah. And then somehow got around uh, Courtois. <laughs> And this is a goal. Like the ball is in the net. <laughs> and uh, was it? It was Furlan. Uh, Furlan or was it Kamavinga? I Could, don't know. It I think it was so Furlan. Quickly. I honestly think it was Furlan. Uh, only because I watched that. I didn't see that particular moment live. Mm. Um, so the highlight is shady in my head. But I think it was Furlan. And that clearance on he cleared it onto it was Furlan onto okay. I think. Foden, and and then the ball went out. Insane! That would have been it. That would have been Gre- done, dusted. That was crazy. Grealish stood there. He couldn't believe it. He stood there for like a minute. If I was Pep, I'd have been losing my mind. I'm sure he was. <laughs> Just like get back in position. But Grealish, Grealish looked desperate for a goal, man. Like absolutely desperate. Unless he he'd been told to like get on the pitch and kill this game off, because that seemed that seemed to be his mission. Um, and he came close a couple of times. Um. I, although I, re- I really enjoyed Militao just taking him out and then being angry with himself for doing it. <laughs> time after time after time. He got, <laughs> he got the Jack Grealish memo uh, from, from Ancelotti from his Everton days for sure. For sure. He, he really did. But I, I mean, I can't, I, I, as much as I'd like to, I can't point to anything Pep did wrong. Uh, you know, we talked about it last week. He played a striker, he played a defensive midfielder. By the end of the game, he had all three of his most defensive midfielders on, if you want to count Gundogan as, as someone mm. who plays deeper. Fernandinho was there. Like, he thought he'd won the game and he made the substitutions accordingly. You know, yeah. De Bruyne came off, Mares came off. Like, he thought he'd done it. And, mm-hmm. and even so, even though he did all the, the kind of conventional things that you do to see out this game, it still went wrong. Like, he might need to have another sabbatical just to, <laughs> to clear his head because, like... If Mohamed was here, I know we would have another Pep is a fraud, um, you know, passionate rant. Mm-hmm. And it would be deserved because I think you have to have one of those things annually for, for the culture. But end of the day, you're right. <laughs> he actually did the right things. It wasn't really his fault. I mean, even when uh, it rounded equalized on the night, you go, that's, that's fine. That's fine. I'll take that. Whatever. But then... <laughs> <laughs> to get hit with two like Rodrigo mm. like, I mean look like 
who writes this stuff, right? Like, Rodrigo comes on <laughs> for Tony Cruz and then bags a brace. Like, who writes this stuff? I don't, I don't, I don't like, Carlo Ancelotti, man, Don Carlo, Vibes, man. Oh, wow. Wow, wow, wow. You know, like, we were talking about how chill he was um, when he had the espresso for the Everton mm-hmm. goal. He wasn't. He wasn't even that much more animated when they leveled it up here. Like, like they got two goals in a minute, and Carlo was just like, "Yes," you know. <laughs> like, <he> did, <laughs> I mean, maybe he just doesn't have the energy for it, but like, he really is the coolest character in the in the place. Have you seen the tweets where like they're like, uh, "Carlo gave them the eyebrow, and then they scored two goals." He's <laughs> <laughs> just like, "Wait for my signal, boys." And they're like, Pep is doing all the hand signals and Carlo has his hand on his hip. Like, the hell is this? And they score too. Oh, man. It really is sensational. I do, I do... So, okay. So, next question is, who do you think of these teams would have had a better or had the better chance of beating Liverpool in the final? I think City would. Um, in, see, in, in a one-off tie, right? <laughs> in a one-off match, Against Liverpool, I'm taking Man City because I think Real Madrid need two legs and they need to go down <laughs> <laughs> to, to pull something crazy off. I, I'm not sure there's enough time over 90 minutes for Real Madrid to uh, come back. And I think the other thing is, as much as... So Real Madrid, to me, have had one of the hardest run-ins, like, period, mm-hmm. you know, to beat... Uh, PSG, Chelsea, and Real Madrid, like, come on. This is, sorry, and um, Man City. This is this yeah. is difficult. The only thing I'll say is none of those teams have particularly solid defenses this year. Um, and City, I don't, I get on paper their defense is good, but we all know that if you attack them, they will crumble. They just yes, don't get attacked very often. Yes, yeah. But Liverpool is a bit different. I believe they have a solid defense outside of Trent Alexander-Arnold. So attack him maybe i don't know but i'm not sure if that's enough <laughs> to win you you know champions league final yeah i i mean i think the thing with liverpool is you could say <clears throat> they play a high line so could you get vinicius and and rodrigo in behind the fullbacks sure like that's that's possible and if i were them i'd be watching closely uh the liverpool spurs game this weekend because that's going to be their tactic right they're going to sit deep they're going to try and counter get son in behind so i would i would be watching that closely to see how that works um but they're also the the other thing to consider is that the high line keeps Benzema away from the goal. <laughs> and that's like possibly problematic if you're Real Madrid. Oh what what's even more problematic is the fact that like yes, Real Madrid won this tie, right? But in the first leg they gave up four. Mm-hmm. And their defense has not been very good in this like they've just been winning like we talk about winning four three, all that stuff. That's what they've been doing. Like they've been literally outgunning teams. And throwing with a defense, like City could have scored five in this game alone. And they probably should have scored six in the first leg. And we shouldn't even be having this conversation in reality. No, no we shouldn't. Um, I'm not convinced that their defense keeps out Mane, Salah, Luis Diaz, Jota. <laughs> yeah. like, and then over 90 minutes, what are you going to do, score five? Like, <laughs> I mean, maybe, maybe. But I hope that they do it because I'm not sure I can take another open bus parade. Um, <laughs> like in Liverpool, even though I'm just watching it on the screen, I'm not sure I can handle that. Yeah. Um, so yes, we do need them to do it, and yes, I do understand that it's the same team that is still trying to do the Super League. I understand this. I do. I do. <laughs> <laughs> you have to. You have to kind of wonder, like, why anyone wants to fuck with the Champions League when it it produces these moments every year. Like they're actually talking about now reducing. Or cutting out the second leg of the semifinals and then playing the semifinals and finals all in one week, all in one place, as they did um, in the the COVID season. And apparently, this has the backing of like the European UEFA Club Association or whatever it's called. So that's a thing that might happen. But that would that would mean we don't get these these uh, annual remontadas. Is it because like it's like going to be one game, so like they focus all the advertising money on that one game, and they think there'll be more? Like, like I, the Super Bowl I, idea. I'm not sure. I understand. I mean, I, I mean, I guess they would only sign up to it because there's more money, but it doesn't really add up to me because I'm like, there's less games. Shouldn't there's that less be games. less money? 
you'd think, and also, on, in a one-off game, like, you'd expect more upsets. Like, over, over two legs, you'd think the better team, the richer teams, will tend to win more because, you know, there's more time, there's more game. Mm-hmm. Um, so you'd think there'd be more upsets. So it doesn't really, on the face of it at least, seem seem to make that much sense for the biggest teams. But as, as you say, there must be something because they wouldn't, they wouldn't join otherwise. I also believe that... Um, I get it. I'm a nostalgist and a cult traditionalist, whatever. But I don't like the idea of taking away the fan ability to celebrate your team in a semifinal, right? Yep. Like Villarreal just hosted Liverpool and they did mm-hmm. damn well, even though they lost. Like, you're going to tell me that the fans can't enjoy that because you want to sell, you know, 60% of your allotment to corporations? Like, <laughs> like, like they do at Wembley? Yeah. Like, I'm not, I don't, I don't believe in that. In fact, I believe the way they, I don't know if they still do it, but when my ho- local team won the African Champions League, they used to do two legs in the African Champions League. Mm. So it was it was no like random location. It was mm-hmm. you know one leg here and one leg there. I still like that idea. I do. <laughs> I, I I like it for for. I think just keep the same format. Like I understand people like it as a one showcase game. It makes sense, and I also agree with that in a sense. But hey, I like two legs all over the place. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's true i mean I, I agree in principle but then we also we also argue that there are too many games and they need to cut back on the schedule so i yeah it's a tricky one but but for me yeah the most important argument is that the fans get to see their club at home like that's that you can't i don't think there's anything more important than that really especially in the case of as you said like teams like villarreal who you know a very rarely get there and b you know less people less fans you know the the traveling contingent's not going to be as big you know, so much gets made of Villarreal being like a tiny place and like three quarters of the town fits into the stadium and that kind of thing. Um, you know, you don't want to take that away from them. Well, you know what they would do, right? Like if they do one-off games, you're going to see them in China and Qatar and Dubai and Saudi and yep. there'll be no home fans. It'll be ridiculous. Yep. There might be holograms though. <laughs> you can't rule that out. But we, we should touch on Liverpool, Villarreal. I mean, first off, couldn't have gone much better for, for Villarreal. And to, to Unai Emery's credit, he did say last week, like, we're going to take it to them. And they did. It was, it was quite impressive. Like, Etienne Capu turned into Zidane. And Coquelin turned into Prime Seedorf. <laughs> <laughs> uh, man. Like, I, I expected them to put up a fight. Like, this is not an easy team to beat. But, but in the second half, they got, they got rulied. I mean, this was a shocking goalkeeping performance. Possibly one of the worst I've ever seen. It's uh, you almost feel that the man sold out his team and there was some match fixing involved, but you know mm. we know better than that. We know better <laughs> than that. Uh, or maybe there's a clause somewhere that I think I think maybe Arteta, not Arteta, Emery did a deal with the devil where he's like, I can only win Europa leagues. Like this is a step too far. Let's not let's not even go to the final and attempt it. But you know, end of the day, they still did themselves proud by getting to this point. Um, Emery's a great coach um, but to the point it still shows that Liverpool are susceptible if you attack them and attack them the right way because Danjuma and Trent was hilarious mm. <laughs> listen I've said this before and some of it's been out of spite but this is factual now he is just a rubbish defender like he's a brilliant attacking fullback but man that guy I don't think he even trains like defending. I don't think he understands what goal side is. I don't think he understands <laughs> like how to put a man on their weak foot. I don't think he understands any of it. And if I'm Real Madrid when they, when you know this game shows up, I'm telling Vinicius just run, fam, just run mm-hmm. because the blueprint was right there in this game. And if Ruli didn't have like a shocker, we might be talking about something different. I'm not even sure shocker covers it really. Like. I don't even think it's ridiculous to suggest that he was paid. Like it was just, it was just unbelievable. But yeah, you're right. Like Trent, I, I was going to say, I think it is a, a lack of practice. They spend so little time defending. They probably don't train on it that much because they're training, you know, the, the scoring goals and the pressing and the whipping the ball in a hundred times. Like it just doesn't get to do it very much. Well, at least you know, like if you're coming up against Robertson, you might have to think twice about what you're mm-hmm. going to do. Like, like, do I go on the inside and outside? Like, this guy, yeah, he seems really competent. Trent, just run a straight line past him. 
Yeah. <laughs> it's and, not and, rare. And, like, Robertson will just kick you as well. Like, Robertson's an aggressive little git. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Whereas you Trent, you don't want anything really... to do with him. No, no, you don't. You really don't. You just cut inside. They're like, I'll deal with Fabito. Oh, no, maybe not. I don't... <laughs> yeah, they're a very good team. <laughs> they're a really bloody good team. And and to that point, like, even at 2 0 at half time, it just felt completely inevitable that, that Liverpool would would come out in the second half and, and sort things out. I mean, Luis Diaz came on, added a bit more energy. Mane moved into the middle. Um, Klopp said that after the game that they kind of didn't stop pressing, but kind of started the press a bit further back and kept a bit more compact. And I think we could see that. I just think like this team has so many solutions and that's why it's, it's almost impossible to see them losing a football game at this point. Which is very, very upsetting. Um, I'm sure. Very upsetting. I, w- I want to read you a tweet, if I can find it, that absolutely destroyed my life uh, okay. in regards to, to Liverpool. Um, so someone tweeted this, and I guess this is a good segue to questions after. Mm-hmm. He said, all the Liverpool fans you know will be patting themselves on the back, pretending they're happy with this result. But deep down, they know that their neoliberal football might win <laughs> against their fellow perverted, the athletic reading clubs in England, but they cannot defeat vibes. <laughs> The, the next tweet is There's so much to might, unpack there. so much to unpack so they might get really pissy I called their Angela Merkel style football neoliberal <laughs> <laughs> we're the left wing team bro I swear read the Shankly quote from 100 years ago ignore who our owners are ignore our role in sucking the absolute life out of the most poetic sport on earth wow. and the person and by this person's name is Som Hair Lee, S-O-M-H-A-I-R-L-E underscore. Then goes, Liverpool, Man City, the LA Dodgers, Golden State Warriors are the reason we can't have players like Raquel May anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think it is Raquel May? I think it just might be Raquel May. Either that or Frank Lampard. <laughs> But like, Someone said this to me, and I was like, "This is a roller coaster of a of a thread." Mate, I need to spend some time with that. That was <laughs> there's so much going on. I love it, uh, man. But it is a uh, it is a good it is a good way to uh, segue into questions. I, I mean, at real LFC fan says, since it's the week of comebacks, what is the best Champions League comeback? Uh so in looking at this, I had to say. Um, there are a couple that come to mind. Obviously, there's the most recent ones. Mm-hmm. You know, I think even Liverpool and Barcelona was was a mad one, um, yep. wasn't it? With the Trent corner, that was yep. mad. There was and all these all these happened to Barcelona. Yeah, <laughs> there was the uh, Rome, um, yeah, Mount the, Mount Olympus, which gave us Peter Drury's commentary. Ah, uh, man. Then there was the Barca PSG one that was kind of wild. Um. Obviously, for my for me, there's the Man United in Turin, Juventus, and in the final, Liverpool in the final three yep. nil. If if I had to pick one, yeah, of course I'm picking, but like, and Solskjaer is what it like. Right. <laughs> of course yeah. I'm picking two goals in one minute. Like, uh, that's bias, but I'm gonna do it. <laughs> Why not? Yeah, I think that's fair. Also, so I think you have to go with a final. Because I think it's one game, so it makes it all the more dramatic. Like over two legs, these, these comebacks—you know—we've seen them over the years. They they do happen, even though they they have been remarkable. So for me, it's between that and and the Liverpool AC Milan one. And I mean, for uh, so that we don't we don't land on the same one. I'll, I'll go for Liverpool AC Milan. I think there's very little to choose between them. But there were more goals to come back from. I mean, they looked. Utterly dead and buried. At 1-0, you've always got a chance, right? Like, you get a set piece, you get scramble in the box, something can always happen. 3-0, half-time, dead and buried. And what did they do? They brought on fucking Diddy Haman. It's not really, <laughs> not really the thing that you think is going to turn these things around. But, yeah, that second half was unbelievable. So I, 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 think, definitely... I think we've got, got them covered between it. Yeah, I definitely think when you think about that one, right? You think, like, you think about, like, the... United one, it's like this is just destiny, mm-hmm. right? Like you're you you're someone upstairs said you're gonna win this and and this is how it's gonna happen. The Liverpool one was pure force, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like Gerard, Gerard. and Coles, <laughs> just pure force saying we're not leaving here empty-handed. Like yep. <laughs> like that's so they both have their sort of little niches, but yeah, you can't go wrong either way. 
Yeah, Vladimir Smetsa was like, if if this doesn't happen, no one will remember me. So this has to happen. No one remembers him, even though he won it. <laughs> yeah. Milan, Milan Barros too. Jimmy Traore. Yeah. <laughs> They all come out the woodwork on Champions League nights. Do you notice that? They were they're all on Twitter. She's like, "Come on, the Reds!" I'm like, "Where were you last week?" Yeah, you know what I do remember from that game is that we needed VAR because Jersey Dudak was oh, off his mate. line. Like, I he was nowhere near his line when he saved that penalty. <laughs> He's on the six yard line. <laughs> He's basically a rush keeper. It's unbelievable. <laughs> anyway. Oh man, yeah. So I, I think, I think those are those are the best comments. There are probably some like from a bit further back that we don't really remember, but yeah, I think, I think those are the main ones. Um, Chev Chelios at Toriaki on Twitter. We we have a few questions from him, but uh, we'll do the Champions League based one, um, which I I assume it's Champions League based. But it says, "Is Pep's time up at City?" Um, the presumption of that question, I, I guess, is like, if he can't win them the Champions League. What's the what's the point here? Like, but I mean, the answer yeah, I mean, is, the answer is no. Like, the answer is no. Pep will leave when Pep wants to leave. Yes, they're they're way too invested in the Pep project. In fact, they set up Man City as the Pep project before mm-hmm. Pep showed up. Mm-hmm. Um, they're in the Pep business. If he wins them leagues, you know, we can see that the revenues numbers have gone up. Um, I I, have, I think they make the most although we know that their numbers are very shady, but at yep. least what they produce on paper, they've gained a few fans internationally. <laughs> um, and, and a lot of that is Pep, right? Pep is a brand on his own in football terms. You don't just run away from Pep because he can't win the Champions League, even though it's what you brought him there for. So in that remit, yes, it's, it's bad. But I don't think uh, Nasser, not Nasser, what's his name? Mubarak. Um, um, Sheikh Mubarak? His name, right? Yeah, I don't think he I'm walked. Blanking, I don't think Pep walks his office yeah. and he's like, "Bro, like, what's going on?" You yeah, suck. No. like I don't think that's ever gonna happen. No, um, but it is a very big blight on his status because people. I think there are people who have who wants to coronate him as the greatest of all time and are just waiting for this to do that, and it's very hard when you can't do this. So. Yeah, yeah, I think that's right. I, I also just think like. He's he's set completely new standards in the Premier League. You know, 198, 100 point seasons, like millions of goals. No one can touch him. And he did that everywhere, did that Bayern, did that Barcelona. So if you get rid of Pep, you're going to get worse domestically, like significantly worse. City will always be one of the top few clubs, given the money that they have um, and that they're a sensibly run club, but they will never be as good as they are now with another manager doesn't mean they won't win a champions league under a different manager because mm. you know these things just work out weirdly but they'll never be this good again so mm-hmm. they'll hold on to this for as, as long as they can um but like who who do you appoint these days to win you a champions league it would basically have to be jürgen klopp because he gets to the final like pretty much every season or Carlo, Carlo Ancelotti. <laughs> it's the two guys who are gonna duke it out those... Zidane, like that's basically it right <laughs> Zidane at City, I mean, it will never happen because he doesn't want to learn English at all. But like, yeah, it would make if he did, that would be an appointment that makes sense. You go, look, I need the guy that did three in a row, Pep. Get the hell out of here. Like, that would would make sense, but it's never going to happen. No, he's not having it. So, yeah. Uh, You know, at some point, Pep will, will decide to move on and the City will just become like a normal elite club. And they'll probably win the Champions League. (laughs) (laughs) Um, at Don Yaya says oh uh, Premier League tent here says uh, Roy Hodgson put on the laziest manager coach performance this weekend I genuinely think he was asleep behind his sunglasses for the second half as Watford lost to Burnley Um, should we have a mandatory (laughs) retirement age for managers and if so what should that age be fabulous question um (laughs) I've I don't know if there should be a mandatory retirement test, but I think there should be a, like, is it senility or senility? A senility test, I think. Like, where you have to do your driver's test again. Yeah, like, yeah. like do you know the offside trap? Like, you know. <laughs> Mate, I, I don't know what the offside rule is at this point. Does anyone? Well, half the refs don't, so maybe none of them should be in jobs anyway. Yeah, but that's a but great just... idea. Like, you just go in, 
and they're like, is 4-4-2 still the best formation? And Roy goes, absolutely. And they go, no, sorry. It's only yeah. for you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Roy, uh, how, do we, how do we play in this day and age? <laughs> Two banks of four? Mm. <laughs> if you if given the choice, would you sign Paul Koncheski? Roy says yes. They say no. Yeah, it's and 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 Roy, um, just just saying that your centre back can he pass the ball? What? No. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. Never mind. Never mind. Yeah. There are certain things like and Roy should have probably. If the way I see things in life, right? Like you go after your big achievement. Like man got Fulham. Maybe not go then. He got England. Sure, that was a bad idea. But yeah, Fulham Europa League final. Yeah, I might have quit at that point. Like <laughs> it's not yeah. getting better than this. And then he managed to revive his career and got a uh, guard of honor. Um, leaving Palace. I'm like, fam. If there's ever a time, fam. Ever that was time, it. That was this, it. This I, was I, it. And I think he honestly he probably meant to. Like I I don't think he thought he'd get offered another job. But like keeping Palace up with that squad was genuinely an achievement and that should have been it. And then Watford called and I don't know how much they offered him, but clearly enough to get him out. And it I'm was just a bad idea. I'm convinced it wasn't about the money and his wife wanted him out the house. Like That's possible. There's no other reason for this because, man, you retired on your own volition. No one chased you out of Palace. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think he was just in the living room, like setting things up in banks of four? <laughs> He's like playing with the spice rack. <laughs> Roy put the couch back. <laughs> He's like, I just discovered this tactical innovation. Do nothing. <laughs> Oh man, we did. Uh, we did have a couple of questions, um, both from Will at Will GHO, um, and one of uh, uh, Toriaki's questions, um, which is, "When's the next trivia night?" Or, in Will's terms, "You're never doing it again, are you?" Uh, do you want to know? Do you want to have a go at this? Um, let me put it this way: uh, at the risk of making a proclamation that. I can't back up, but mm. um, I want to say working on it. We're not, but <laughs> mm. um, we definitely want to do it. And if I have it my way, we will do one in the end of summer. But mm. you all need to vaccinate yourselves. <laughs> you all need to do all the right things. Show me proof. Like, yeah. <laughs> all that good stuff. Or we'll just do it outside. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, we might do it outside. That's not a bad idea. Or, I mean, yeah. So, I mean, here's the thing, right? You'll have probably noticed that a lot of these podcasts are just like me and Bernie. (laughs) So, like, getting getting enough people in the same place at the same time to do a podcast has been tricky lately. So, like, a trivia night is obviously a lot more admin than that. Um, So, as much as we'd clearly love to, it's just, it's tough to... uh, to get it done from an admin and safety point of view. We have, uh, you know, there, there are there are unvaccinated kids now in in the Kosh group, and that makes things more difficult. At least I think so. I mean, mm. I'm not the one with the kids, but <laughs> I would suggest that that kind of plays into it. Could be an escape from the kids too, you know. No. Well, yeah, <laughs> there's that. <laughs> uh, but I think what we'll do, we might f- put some feelers out, maybe a, a, a cheeky survey, and uh, see if people are willing to do it, and then we'll take it from there, maybe, because th- that was fun and. Yeah, yeah, that no, was I, definitely fun. Absolutely, and and that's to be honest, at least for me, like that's part of it. Like those events are so much fun that I don't really want to do it virtually because we could have done we could have done a virtual version of it, but I, it would lose a lot of, of a lot of what made them really good. And I just want to be able to do it like we did it, and be able to thoroughly kind of relax and enjoy it. And that hasn't really been possible. Exactly. to this point so um but we would like to we would like to uh rest assured um hang on there was there one more question i'm missing yeah chelsea um ah yes uh so what's next for chelsea um how do you want to approach this i mean so the, there's been the takeover stuff this week mm-hmm. i i think there's a lot of fear-mongering going on right now 
based on the on the apparent or the allegation, let me say that that Roman is reneging on his promise not to ask for his money back effectively the the loan he gave to Chelsea which is what 1 billion or over a billion or something 1. like that 1.6 it's, it's wild right just 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 <laughs> yep. to be like at 1.6 is sitting there I don't really care about it until sanctions yeah. that's kind of wild to me but okay um uh yeah so that is possibly holding up the sale and they have until I believe the end of this month to resolve it that was the um, government, the like the the deadline the UK government set, but I'm not sure exactly what that's based on. So the, there are two things I've heard. There's one, there's a government deadline, and then in June, the Premier League teams and owners or whatever are getting together to ratify. Like, yes, these are the teams in the Premier League, and uh, these are the people who are getting a license. So I have a feeling that government deadline is kind of soft, and the Premier League deadline is obviously going to be the more important one. The fear, the fear is that they're not going to get the sale done, and then Chelsea will liquidate and no longer exist. I don't believe that will happen. I also don't believe what's his name, Roman, will allow it to happen. Like, I do think, even though he's a businessman, he is a Chelsea fan, and after twenty odd years of owning them or whatever it is, I don't think he just lets it just liquidate. Like, that makes no sense. He'll get his money eventually. Yeah. Like. Even if it's like, okay, give me what you can now. I'll get it from you later. Like they'll figure something out. I feel. Yeah, I I agree. I mean, part of it may just be, maybe, I'm just being kind of closed-minded because like we haven't really seen this happen before, so we can't imagine it. But it does just seem too insane that either Roman or the UK government would allow Chelsea not to be a football club in the Premier League next next year. Like it just. It's really hard to imagine them letting that happen. Um, but let's say, so let's say they get taken over. Tuchel obviously stays, like as the new owner, you're not going to kick out this guy who's been pretty successful. You try and get Marina Granovskaya to stay, if she will. Um, but in terms of the squad, like it's been a really weird kind of second half to last third of the season for Chelsea. You know, we're, we're talking about a club that spent a shit ton of money over the last two summers. First mm-hmm. with Havertz and all the Germans and, and Ziyech, etc. And then the following season with Lukaku, obviously been a complete flop. And then they're losing most of their defense <laughs> this summer. And so mm-hmm. it's almost like they just did a rebuild and now they have to rebuild again. Like there's links with Jorginho seems to be off to off to Italy, maybe. It, it's It's kind of tricky to know exactly, even if you see the sale going through, fine mm-hmm. it's kind of tricky to know what this what this team looks like come august i think i think you're right and i think part of it is when you think about the fact that they won the champions league it's papered over a lot of cracks in the sense of i mean look at their points tallies over the last let's call it three years now mm-hmm. right um I'm. They may not. I don't know how many. What's the Premier League table? Let me see how many points that they have right now. They're um, only three I mean, ahead of Arsenal, are they? Three ahead of Arsenal on sixty-six, with four games left. Yeah, like the highest they'll get to seventy-eight. That that's not bad by any means. But I don't think they're gonna get seventy-eight. <laughs> like the way yeah. that they're 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 playing right now, they might get to like seventy-two, maybe. Maybe. Um, and and I have to be playing. honest, like, I, I told Mo that I couldn't see it happening. And, you know, he has said a couple of times, like, I hope Chelsea lose this game. And I've said, it doesn't really matter. Like, oh, no one's catching them for third. But, like, it's starting to look like they might be drawn into that race. It's possible. It's po- I mean, they still have an FA Cup final to distract themselves, right? <laughs> um, so it's weird in that, like, they've done well. And they've done badly at the exact same time. Let's just, you know, I go, you win a Champions League, but you literally scrape fourth, right? And then uh, you, what was it? I mean, the first year with with uh, Lampard, they literally got fourth on the last day, mm-hmm. and then now it's you're literally now in a top four scramble, but you're in an FA Cup final. Like <laughs> it's, it's it's so unbalanced in a sense, but you know. They have to spend a lot of money, to your point, to revitalize the squad. And is the money going to even 
be there because someone's just, just gonna have spent four billion to buy mm-hmm. Chelsea, <laughs> and then and then they're supposed to go, which is likely gonna be highly leveraged. Doesn't matter if you're a billionaire, and then throw two hundred million to do what? Because like you now have to get two center backs, not one. You have to mm-hmm. get two. Mm-hmm. And where do you go and get two center backs from? We all know center backs are shit these days. So you have to spend fifty million, like to get anyone useful. I really hope that one of them is Pau Torres because he is shit. <laughs> <laughs> but he's so highly rated, though. <laughs> I know he's very attractive. Other than that, not much happening. He's oh, tall. Good oh, for him. God. Oh. I'm not. I'm not impressed. We all we all know how much good looks have to do in in, in how well people rate you. So so sorry, Harry Maguire. So sorry. Yeah, but but you're right. Like they they do need to. Um, and so here's the other question: is is the money even enough at this point? So to your point, the last few years points totals haven't been great. They finished like what was it? So last year would have been third. The year before that, you're right, they scraped fourth. The year before that was fifth, I think. Like, they haven't come close to winning a league title since, what, Conte? Yes. Yeah, they've, they've not even come close. For, but they're an elite club. Like, they're a super club. Like, mm-hmm. technically, they should be competing with Liverpool and Manchester City. So what is the difference? The difference is not money. They all have pretty much the same financial power. The difference is that Chelsea still operate with this, like, Watford-esque manager model where, you know, a new guy comes in every 18 months. And the squad, they hope that the squad is good enough to win stuff. Mm-hmm. What we've seen with Liverpool and City is that there's one guy with a vision and an ideology, and it takes a few years, and they build up to something that is much better than anything Chelsea have been able to build in the last few years, right? I don't know if Tuchel is the guy for that, but do they need a guy? Um. I think they hope he's the guy for that. Um, I think part of the problem becomes, I, I've always said to people who tell me, like, if I bring this to a United standpoint, oh, but this guy won three trophies or whatever. I'm like, yeah, but there was no long-term vision, and I'd rather not win the trophies. It's just me. I'd mm. rather have something that I know I can build up to that could potentially become sustained long-term sure. success, like what Liverpool are doing. I don't want to just win a cup here and a cup there. Like, I want to be able to, to know that the club's capable of dominating. And Chelsea aren't that club. And I think it's twofold. Um, one, they never kept the manager long enough because mm-hmm. of player power and so on and so forth. But when you also look at it, I give Marina a lot of credit in terms of player sales. You know, getting 30 million out of Tomori, listen, you look at him now and go, he's playing well at AC Milan, but no one would have expected anyone to buy him for 30 million. That's amazing <laughs> money. I'm sorry. You look at Tammy, she got 40 for him. Like, again, you don't expect these guys to go for that kind of money. And the loan system that they have, those things have worked. And beautiful business. But then you look at Ziyech, flop. Mm-hmm. Lukaku, flop. I'm going to say Pulisic, flop. Yeah, 60 well, that's right. Yeah. But yes, flop. Um, you look at... Um, Werner. Ver- horrible flop. Um, there's another one. There's another one. And it's not coming to me. But let's, let's, even those alone, right? You spend so much money. That's like 300 million right there mm-hmm. on just wasted. And I, and I don't mean like certain teams where like, I got two years out of you. You got nothing. <laughs> like nothing useful out of these people at all. Like that is, except, well, Havertz won in Champions League. So yeah, sure, fine. Havertz a little bit outside of that. Yeah, I um, think he's done, he's shown enough to, to, to look at his future and say, fine. Yeah. But the rest of them, completely useless. And I can't look at Marina and go, maybe we should move forward with you based on that. So I hear that, I hear that point. What I don't know is who identifies the players. I don't know if she just does the deals. Because mm-hmm. clearly she's absolutely brilliant at that. Maybe she identifies the players. I don't know. I, my inkling would be that someone else does that. I don't know who it is. I haven't really known who it is since Michael Emanala left. But I suspect it's probably not her. I, that said... better check back that man immediately. <laughs> Maybe it is. I don't know. He like puts his little hat on and then 
visions come to him about who they should it's like, find. It's like it's now his thinking cap. Certainly <laughs> <laughs> uh, didn't work like, at Arsenal. No, I mean, I mean, look, like, oh my god, it didn't work at Arsenal at all. Um, the Lukaku deal, I honestly refuse to believe that Tuchel was like, that's my guy. I, I feel like he was like, okay, sure, fine, whatever. Mm. Uh, I just, I cannot see it. I cannot see it from from the very beginning. I remember lost many of us said this doesn't seem like a good fit for how Chelsea want to play. And yeah. it came to fruition. And Mans didn't even play him a second <laughs> the game against Everton, which they lost anyway. And yeah. he still said, nah, this isn't the dude for this. No, I, I don't see that. I actually really want him to leave in the summer. I mean, I, for, for, you know, from so, as someone who doesn't particularly love Chelsea Football Club, it, it's funny that they have a £100 million striker wasting away on the bench every week. But, like, for him, just cut this, this short, man. Get, get the hell out of there. But what I wanted to say to your recruitment point was that if you look at who Chelsea's best players are, it's Rhys James and Mason Mount, mm-hmm. academy kids. And then when it, uh, under Lampard, it was basically Tammy Abraham and those two academy kids and then you look at who you know is tomori playing better than most of chelsea center backs this season yes academy kid um who else was there like gay i guess has had a better season than than most of chelsea's center backs this season academy kid like they could have a better team if they'd kept a bunch of these kids and not bought a bunch of expensive continental flops like they have the players there and and they're choosing to get rid of them. I, and again, I don't know whose decision that is, but looking at it now, it seems pretty stupid. And there's another kid um, who I've never seen play, but he's, uh, what's his name? Levi Colwell, I think, who's on loan at Huddersfield and is apparently the next one off the production line. And allegedly they're planning to sell him too, even though they desperately need centre-backs. So I don't really understand that. I mean, we, we, did, we have known that their academy is... I think the first function of their academy more than anything else was to make money. Mm. Um, because in many ways, they funded a lot of this nonsense that they did recently with selling <laughs> the Maury, selling Gay, selling Tammy, and whatever else. <laughs> Unbelievable business. Um, over the years, they've sold Salah when they had him, not from academy, but young. Kevin De Bruyne, they had him young. They, they've been doing this for a long time. Mm-hmm. But to your point, I've never thought that Christensen could defend anyway. <laughs> so, like, could, could you have kept Tamori and done better? Yeah, sure. Yeah. I didn't think he was a good defender on the Lampard, but then again, no one was a good defender on the Lampard anyway. No. So no. maybe Tamori's true form is a different thing. So they could have kept them. I, I really hope that Conor Gallagher gets um, a route into the first team next They'd be season. mad not to. It, 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 I mean, I don't. I know he's a bit more central, but honestly, sell Pulisic to Juventus. That's a rumor I've heard recently. Ziyech, whatever, I guess. Maybe let Gallagher run around on the left hand side a little bit, kind of free roll on the left or something. Fit him in somehow. Fit yes. him in yes. somehow. Make it happen. But you need some defenders, and I don't know what they do about that. I don't know. I don't know who's available for free. Oh, they're gonna spend sixty million on that on this guy. Yeah, he's, he's five foot six or something. <laughs> yeah, I know. I feel like a proper football man when I think when when for me that rules him out. But like, that's too short. You know, what? go go pay fifty million. And go bring Tamori back. Go do yeah. that. Like it's stupid, sure, but like it's it's less stupid than this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, honestly, <laughs> and 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 uh, you know the peak of that kind of stupidity will always be. Manchester United buying Paul Pogba for ninety million. So yes. it can never it can never be worse than that. Yep. yep. Yeah. Speaking of which, Man United three, Brentford nil, smashing win for for the Red Devils. I don't know what your club is anymore, honestly. Like I I just don't understand. I like wins seem completely hollow. Uh, this new manager is coming in and just seems completely anathema to anything that's gone on beforehand and. I kind of, you know, I hope the Ten Hag thing works out from a neutral, obviously not from an Arsenal point of view, but from a neutral point of view, I like Ten Hag. But it's just such a weird football club at the moment. Like, I, you, I can't celebrate goals anymore because I'm like, whatever. Like, this is meaningless. I, I, I think a lot of United fans need to sort of 
get to grips with a couple of things, right? And I think the first is that if you think 10 new players are walking in the door, you're insane. <laughs> like, you're you get a 10 hog, insane. you don't get 10 players. Exactly. Like, like just, just stop it. Stop it. We're losing six players. Great. Like, fine. We need to lose those players anyway. Who losing? Like, so, uh, Lingard, obviously, because his brother's spouting off. Absolute crackhead. So, Lingard's <laughs> gone. Mata's gone. Matic is gone. Cavani's gone. Phil Jones is gone. Uh, Was he ever it? there? Eh, he's better than Bailly recently. Hmm. Bailly's likely gone, but he's apparently holding on to talks, holding on to hopes of talking to Ten Hag. Good for um, him. Ah, there's another one. That's uh, enough. Yeah, so there's a good amount of people who are going. Martial apparently is, is gone somehow. Greenwood is gone. So that's eight players, let's say, gone. Now you have to figure yeah, out a what lot. to do. Yeah. And if it's me, you bring in youth players like Garnacho, um, the young kid Fernandez. You bring Hannibal. them in. Hannibal. I, I think Hannibal's a good player, by the way. Right. I, I, I like the way that kid plays. So I would bring in a lot of youth players, honestly. Uh, mm-hmm. Jimmy Garner from Not- Nottingham Forest. Like, he's been amazing in the championship. Um, let them play and then get three new people. Like, let's be reasonable here and like chill on our expectations. <laughs> also, I think people need to understand the squad in itself is just not bad. It's just not. It just had a very, very poor year. But yep. as much as I laugh at him, Varane is not shit. As much as everyone else laughs at him, Maguire is not shit. Lindelof is not shit. Shaw's not shit. Yes, Dallow and Tellers are shit. Like, I agree. One <laughs> Bissaka is a defender, not, not nothing else. That's fine. You can work on that. Buy another right back, whatever. But I hate him. Ronaldo is not shit. He just doesn't mm-hmm. fit. Bruno is Bruno Fernandez if you let him do the right Bruno things. Like, Rashford is good. There's so many good players actually there. It's yep. you need the right mix, which is a freaking defensive midfielder who can actually pass the ball. That elevates this team tenfold on itself. Just that alone elevates the team. And then a couple things else. And then you get back in the top four. It's really not that difficult a thing to do. It's, it's just not. So, if we only did it see. two years in a row with worse players like Andreas Pereira, like, it's not that hard to do. Yeah, just get that, the right... Just get Ten Hag with the right pieces in. It's not too difficult. That is kind of an unfortunate comparison for whoever the next guy is. Like, Ole came in from Mulder with very little tactics, relatively, a whole lot of vibes, and got second. Uh, <laughs> like, you really need to step up, you know, and do something here. Especially when the contenders are, you know, Chelsea in the state of flux, and then Arsenal and Spurs, you know, who both have, have different challenges. Speaking of which, West Ham 1, Arsenal 2. This was one of the fixtures, I guess, that you could have looked at for the Arsenal run-in and said, can they get through this? Um, West Ham, though, this game was in the middle of West Ham's two Europa League semi-final legs. Um, they actually put out a stronger team than I expected. Arsenal getting two goals from the centre-backs. Here's what, I would, what I'd like to say about Arsenal. They haven't conceded a set-piece goal all season. Mm-hmm. And they've consistently scored from them. Like, Gabriel Magalhaes has four goals this season. I assume all of them pretty much from set pieces. Um, that's two more goals than Alexandre Lacazette, uh, which is the very amusing stat doing, doing the rounds. Um, I, that's just quite impressive. Like, A, not to concede any all season. Four games left. Can they do it? We'll see. And B, to score from them consistently. They've got a set piece coach. It's clearly paying off. Yeah, we have a set piece coach and it's not paying off. But you didn't need a new one. Yeah, you know, we did score, but whatever. It's it, it's not paying off as well. So I'm very jealous of your of your set piece coach. But it shows discipline on the training ground, um, which some people might say, you know, not having any European games or whatever allows you to do more on the training pitch. Maybe, maybe, mm. but you still have to give the credit where it's due because if you're not conceding one at all. Over the course of 33 games, I think it's, it's for you guys, not even one. Come mm-hmm. on, that's ridiculous. Like, you have to give props. And I think, in general, I want to say this about Arsenal. I think they've, it's been such a weird season in that it started off very, very shit. Yep. Progressed, got shit again, progressed, they got shit again. And then, like, 
everyone thought it was over. Now you're in control of the top four, which even in this game, you go, hmm, 1-0 up, great. 1-1, oh shit. But there is this resilience, I want to say. There is this never give up, never die sort of attitude. Mm-hmm. Um, I've always said that I think Arteta needs a little bit of credit for getting rid of the bad apples because that's the only thing that kind of allows you to get together and do this kind of thing. Yeah. Even if people thought it was heavy-handed, I think you go with that. I think you need to be. It, it gets people on side. I think that no matter what happens in this season, I think you'll get top four. I do. Um, because I don't trust Spurs at all. Mm-hmm. Like, at all. I think Spurs flatter to deceive more than anybody. I think you'll get there. But even if you don't, I don't know. This might sound odd, but I think that you would still need to give Arteta a lot of credit for the season. No, I, I don't. I don't think that sounds odd at all. I mean, I completely agree. I, I I said at the start of the season, and I think Mo would have said the same thing that like fifth or sixth is probably what we'd have expected, and like anything more than that is a bonus. I think if they get top four, they're they're slightly ahead of schedule, um, given how young this team is. Um, and given how many new signings there were in the summer, like no one would have expected them to bed in quite as well. Um, you know, brand new goalkeeper, almost brand new defense. Like it's kind of crazy. Um, and they haven't had a striker that scored goals all season. I mean, Aubameyang didn't score in the first half of the season, really. Then he's, then he left. Lacazette came in and played well second half of the season, but had, again, hasn't scored any goals. So they've had to get goals from, from different sources and, and they've managed it somehow, you know, they've scraped. No, and not scraped, but like they've won games narrowly in a lot of cases, as they did on the weekend. But there is that resilience there, as you said. Um, whether they finish fourth or fifth, you still got to go out and spend a lot of money on a on the best striker you can possibly get. Um, mm-hmm. There have been links with Osman. I would be over the moon, like absolutely over the moon. Um, the Gabby Jesus thing looks like it's probably <laughs> happening. Um, that makes so much sense. So much yeah, sense. I think that's a pretty logical move, especially if it's not your the only person you bring in. Um, so I I don't know. I think that there are a lot of reasons for optimism, but I I also agree that I I think they'll they'll make it just about. I think they'll probably go into the North London derby five points ahead of Spurs because Spurs have Liverpool this weekend. We'll talk about that in a second. Arsenal have Leeds, so I think that's probably a victory, and then they can afford to lose the North London derby. And they'll still be okay. Mm-hmm. The the only thing that you might worry about is that okay, you're playing against teams who are fighting for their lives. In well, Newcastle aren't fighting for their lives. Newcastle can afford to be on the beach, but I I think they still feel like they have to prove something to themselves for some yeah. reason. Yeah, Newcastle, um, the, the players are fighting to stay on the team next season. <laughs> yeah, Everton is a <laughs> yeah. So here's that could thing. be anything. It could be because, I mean, they just beat Chelsea. They beat United. I mean, that's easy. But they, they, they beat Chelsea. And you go, they're going to be scrambling. But by that point, it may not matter because, I mean, the North London Derby can, is going to be important, obviously. If you win that, I think it's done. Yeah, well, I, I actually think if Arsenal just don't lose that, it's over. Yeah, I think that's fair. I think that's fair. Because um, also Tottenham have to play Burnley, and um, the way Burnley are playing, you never know. <laughs> they'll, yeah. they'll beat the shit out of Norwich on the last day because they're gone. Yes. They'll beat the hell out of them. Yeah. Um, but yeah, but Burnley's like Everton. Burnley's one of those games that could be like sometimes Burnley show up and, and just get battered and look like the relegation fodder that they should be, and then sometimes they show up and look like Aston Villa. It, you can't really tell what you're going to get with them. I, I would say. If Liverpool beat Tottenham, but Tottenham beat you next, that brings it back to two points, right? Yeah. Then, then I might put a little bit of money on the Spurs making the top four and not you. It's but still the, yeah. a risky bet, but I might yeah. put some money in it. I, I might actually consider betting on it because I might make a good return. It's, because it's worth, yeah, Newcastle and then Everton is 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 is, is kind of tougher than Burnley and Norwich. Frankly, I think the move is to put five quid on both of them. (laughs) 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 Then you can celebrate whatever happened. I I just think the way that Spurs are set up, they they play better or they they do well against teams that come and play against them. So like 
this Liverpool game on paper, you'd think that Liverpool will smash them, but honestly, the game is quite well set up for Spurs to do their counter-attacking thing, which makes them a bit more dangerous. Similarly with the Arsenal game, um, whereas the Burnley game, you know, less so. So I think they're almost more likely to slip up there than they are in the derby. It's just, it's really difficult to call. What we can appreciate, at least, you know, objectively, is that this probably goes down to the last kind of week or two, which is a lot of fun. Same with the the title race and the relegation battle. And if it does go down to the final day in the top four, I am convinced that Spurs are not going to eat pasta. Or, or anything, like <laughs> or maybe anything. Yeah. <laughs> don't risk it. <laughs> like if it's not home cooked food from your mother, don't eat anything. <laughs> They're just going to do those energy tablets. Like <laughs> touch nothing. We all know what happened last time. <laughs> um, one, one question I want to ask you about them though is, um, so they beat you know Leicester three one the other day. Sons, I, I thought both goals were very good, but obviously the the second one was an mm-hmm. absolute worldie with his weaker foot. He's basically the best like weaker foot goal scorer in the Premier League. He's got more open play goals than anyone else in the Premier League. Salah is three ahead of him total, but only because of penalties. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we've probably discussed it before, but like, and I don't like talking about players in terms of just like, why haven't they left for a better club? But my, my question is more, why has there never been any interest in Son, who has clearly been a world, if not a world-class player, I, I think those kind of debates are a bit hit and miss, but a world-class producer of goals and, and goal contributions for the last, like, five years. I think the problem with Son is that so now he's 29. I think a lot of people may have wanted to sign him. Let's say, let's say like, three years ago, for instance. And then gone. Mm, that's sixty, seventy million right there. Yeah. And I don't, I, I don't know what it is about him, but I think for a lot of people, they've been like, "Is is that money worth it? Like, should I pay that amount of money?" And they get nervous. And I don't know if, like, I'm trying to think who has been sold for. Well, Jaden Sancho and um, Jack Grealish. Jack Grealish, <laughs> and in theory. Yes, you pay that money for him, right? But I think for whatever reason, you know, that's a good point. I think he's never, he's just not young enough that like people go, yeah, let me spend that kind of money. On, on yeah, him. maybe. I think that's it because I'm just looking at his record. At it's it's Spurs, ridiculous. And I'm like, wait, what? Like, yeah. wait, in his second season, he scored 21 goals all competitions mm-hmm. and then got 18, then 20, then 18, 22, and 20. And, and the assist numbers are good too. But I think this speaks to the heart of the problem at the same time. So this season he's got 19 Premier League goals. And the season before, 17. Anything before that was a combination of, like he got 11, 12, whatever. And then he would get decent numbers in Europe or the Cups. Right? You think the peak is too late, basically? I think that's what happened. Because if you look at what he's doing, what he was doing, let me say, before last season, Rashford numbers. Mm-hmm. Like, in fact, even if you add up his goal tally from last season and assist numbers, Rashford is doing those numbers. Would someone pay seventy-five million for Rashford? Probably not. Even at that point, and and I think yeah. that becomes a bit of a problem for for him when you start doing the compare and contrast. I, yeah, I, I think that's fair. I, I I think probably what you're looking at there is that like in those years where he was producing kind of normal good numbers, he was part of a the, the collective under Pochettino that, that functioned well as a team and won a lot of games. And so he was doing pretty well within that context. But then the last few years, Spurs haven't been that good, but he and Kane have, have still, you know, plundered all the goals. So you're probably looking at better individual performances the last few years, but with less team success. And you're right, maybe that just came too late. And, and also he's at Spurs with our man, Daniel Levy, who you know is not going to let him leave. And I also think Son, probably through his agents, has been like, guys, I like this place. Yeah, yeah. I that, think that, that much I, is I have Because yeah. he signed like a five-year contract last year. I'm like, bruv, mm-hmm. like, what, <laughs> yeah, what are it. you doing? Like it's done. Like it's done. You're there. That's it. You, ha- you had some leverage here. Come on, mate. You have, you have <laughs> one more big contract than you somewhere else, but uh, he, he did it. He did it. Listen, the guy still lives at home with his parents. He, he's probably going to be playing till he's 40. Like, 
<laughs> I don't know if he, if he manages to, to be that fast then uh, it'll be another thing but yeah anyway so yeah this weekend we've got Liverpool Spurs Arsenal Leeds City against Newcastle um, in terms of the title race and Villa against Liverpool I can't really see either of them slipping up there can you? No 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 let's go into the wire go yep. into the wire yep it's gonna be it's gonna be fun um, yeah as Klopp said Liverpool have to go for it so we shall see. Uh, anything more? Um, no, just keep hoping everything go down. That's it. That's yeah, good point. Good point. They 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 beat Chelsea uh, <laughs> on the weekend one nil. Richarlison uh, springing on that as Pelicueta mistake. Very uh, very frustrating. Yeah, yeah, but just go down and maybe we can pick up Richarlison for like forty million or something. <laughs> okay. Good luck. Enjoy the diving. Ah, beautiful. Nothing new. <laughs> we got Ronaldo. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. That's the thought. All right. Talk to you next week. All right. Thank you for downloading the Koshcast. Get in touch at underthekoshblog at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at under underscore the Kosh. And for articles, predictions, and the full experience, go to underthekoshblog.com. Mm-hmm.